0: Welcome back to another edition of the Boilers Extra podcast on this Friday, June the 3rd. Won't keep you long. Just wanted to update you from our uh, earlier podcast uh, in the week uh, where we discussed um, a possible Purdue football uh, transfer coming in and also uh, basketball where they were at in their pursuit of a, a point guard through the portal, first with football. Uh, Charlie Jones, the Iowa receiver-slash-return man, uh, will commit to Purdue. Uh, He hasn't put anything out as of yet, but uh, got that confirmed uh, last night. Uh, And there's a story up on JC Online uh, that uh, Jones will join the Boilermakers. He was on campus, uh, actually, yesterday in the performance building. um, And with summer school starting on June thirteenth, it, it appears everything is lined up. I know I'd mentioned on the uh, on the previous podcast that there was some some current some concerns whether he would actually arrive uh, on campus after telling uh, the Purdue uh, coaching staff that uh, he he planned to come to Purdue, but there was some some gray areas there, and uh, the confidence was not really a high that he would uh, show up uh, at, at Purdue. Uh, in time for uh, the summer session, but uh, that's all changed now. Uh, He is going to be a a Boilermaker, and, um, you know, will really provide a boost to the the return game, which has not really gotten off the ground uh, during the Jeff Brom tenure, even though they had Rondell Moore there. uh, But uh, this guy, based on what he's done in the past, what he's done at Iowa, you know, he's the Big Ten Returner of the Year, uh, should provide – uh or, or at least give that element of Purdue's game a, a huge uh, step forward uh, and could be could be the difference uh, this year in a game or two if Purdue can get anything out of that now it's uh, return game is not all not all on the returner but uh, you would think that the coaching staff then would have a little bit more confidence uh, in maybe avoiding some fair catches. Uh, letting you know, Jones try to make some plays, you know what Purdue has done in the past, and you've all seen it. And I know it's been a bit frustrating that uh, uh, a lot of fair catches, but that was more about field position and ball security, uh, and not not losing some yards when you when you didn't need to, or uh, have a costly turnover. So that's always been a part of uh, the conservative nature of that uh, of Jeff Brom in that area. Uh, But, you know, maybe things will change uh, in that now uh, when you have an experienced guy back there uh, that can maybe flip the field, possibly get a touchdown out of it, kind of change the game, change momentum. Uh, So all in all, uh, it's a significant addition uh, to Purdue. Uh, And he'll also play wide receiver, which uh, gives them, you know, another, Uh, another playmaker in that room Uh, it helps make up for the loss of of Milton Wright uh, who is academically ineligible and uh, you know as has been mentioned before and you you all know it you know Purdue doesn't have uh, probably a uh, an NFL draft caliber wide receiver in that room right now uh, or at least uh, that that hasn't shown it right, you know, through through their careers. There have been some players injured that would, you know, possibly move into that level. But you know, I think, but I think Purdue has a good group of receivers. Uh, I just right now, I, I'm not sure they have uh, the David Bell or the Rondell Moore uh, that would uh, demand the attention that they've they've uh, received over the years. And you know, therefore, you know. W- w- what will this receiving core produce uh this year you know you have a good quarterback in Aiden O'Connell uh and you've just got to get a group that can stay healthy number one uh but also uh make plays uh where uh the, with, when they need to and that's uh, you know that's going to be a big key and you know don't forget about the tight end, you know Payne Durham. I think Payne Durham is set up to have a really a good season could be one of the better ones could be the best one in the in the in the big ten this year uh, at that position and uh you know I, I don't think there'll be a a big drop off in the in the passing game uh from purdue uh a basketball update uh uh as you know- t- you know Tyree hunter uh, went to Texas uh, whether it's nil related or not you know uh no one knows for sure, but it didn't seem like a good fit from a basketball standpoint. You know, Purdue is still searching for uh, a point guard uh, in the portal. Uh, they, you know, Courtney Ramey, who, who is leaving Texas, is in the portal and withdrew his name from the NBA draft. Uh, you know, wrote about him, you know, last week when, when Hunter decided to go to the Texas. Uh, he would seem to, to check all the boxes that would, Purdue would need uh, from a – from an offensive threat, but also bringing a defensive presence uh, to the team. They they have been in contact with Ramy uh, this week. Uh, from what I'm told, Ramey is not going to uh, make any visits. He is uh, watching film of the of the schools he's considering, and then we'll make a decision uh, once he's completed uh, that process. A lot of schools are obviously after him. Uh, Duke was the latest, but I think. Uh, they, they may have backed off uh, here in the last uh, 24 hours, but West Virginia, uh, you name them, uh, a lot of schools are, are, are trying to, to get Ramey uh, into their program. And, uh, you know, he's a talented player. Uh, Purdue certainly could use him uh, to really bring some experience to that backcourt. And I, and I don't know, I can't, I can't say uh, with certainty, if there's a drop-dead date for Purdue, uh, to say, okay, we're just going to go with what's on our roster, and you know, then you're looking at Ethan Morton uh, and then uh, Braden Smith as your as your two guys that can play the point on a on a consistent basis. Yeah, there's like you know, like last year when you uh, you know, Jadeve wasn't really Purdue's point guard, but he became Purdue's point guard in the open court when he got defensive rebounds, and led led the fast break. Uh, you, you could have a similar situation uh, this season with whoever would get the defensive rebound and push the ball up the floor, and, and that person can get you in the offense. Brandon Newman could fit that role. Others could fit that role. Um, but I, I think, from my standpoint, the concern going into next year is making sure that you have a a defensive presence from that position. Uh, I think Brayton Smith eventually gets to that point based on uh, the style that he plays with, uh, the toughness that he plays with, Uh, he plays with an edge. You know, I think eventually he gets to that point, but he's not gonna be ready to go 35 minutes uh, at the point guard. Ethan Morton uh, obviously gives you a lot of size out there. Uh, You know, he, he played that position in high school, uh, so it's not uh, unfamiliar to him, uh, but I think Purdue would prefer him be at another position off the ball uh, to really highlight highlight his skills. But again, I don't know if there's a drop dead date here that Purdue's going to say, okay, but you know, this is this is what we have. This is what we're going to go with uh, going into uh, this season. If, if Ramy uh, would would elect to go uh, elsewhere, they're also looking at David. Uh, uh jenkins uh from uh, uh who who last played at utah uh and i think i mentioned on the uh the other podcast that uh, uh it really wasn't uh when you, you know start researching him and you know figuring out uh, trying to to learn a little bit really wasn't uh enamored uh, uh with him but uh he's more of a shooter than a point guard uh but obviously it's an option uh that uh that purdue will probably explore and there's there's probably some others out there that will um that that are still on purdue's radar but um you know with summer school getting ready to go um i think at some point you have to make a decision what direction you're going uh do you want to take this up all the way to august um and miss out on a on a summer of bringing a new guy in or do you just want to go with the guys on your roster and see how things you know just just let it play out and you know Purdue still has enough enough talent uh, in other spots to to have a very successful season Um, and they they would have a point guard they just wouldn't have an experienced point guard Uh, and how much that would hurt them and affect them throughout the year remains to be seen but you know, Painter recruited these guys for a reason, and he recruited Ethan Morton, claiming he was the best passer he's ever recruited. You know, and Braden Smith. Obviously, he he would not. He, he doesn't. He didn't think that Braden Smith would have to play as significant as a role potentially uh, right out of the gate. But um, you know, what what better way to learn and, and and get your career going than doing it that way? So. Um, you know hopefully in the next uh, week or so Purdue will have some clarification on <laughs> the final piece to their roster but you know who knows and you know, as as we've talked and you know uh, the 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 other element of all this is the Nil and all that kind of stuff and uh, and that's that's a new piece to, to this year's um You know recruiting and you know what what players are looking uh looking to get and capitalize and uh, to be honest Purdue is behind in the in the NIL race um you know I know they're doing things to to get to get caught up a little bit uh you know they're they're helping organize some collectives uh there's two out there right now that that they're talking to and um, but Purdue's not going to be in the inducement game. They're not going to be going to outbid schools. Uh, they're not going to get into that game. Uh, but they're going to do things how they see uh, right, and you know, kind of let let things go from there. Um, and so they're just they're just not going to do that. And I don't I don't think the fan base overall. You you always have outliers. But the fan base and the donors and the people that contribute to John Perdue Club, I, I think, want it this way. They, they don't want to be known as just throwing money around to throw money around. And I don't know if you saw the story uh, out of o- Ohio State that uh, football coach Ryan Day said it would uh, cost roughly $13 million to keep his roster intact, you know, based on NIL. And, You know, and that's something that would have to happen almost every year, and you don't have a revenue source for that. I mean, you don't have a constant revenue stream for that other than people pouring money into a collective. That's your revenue stream. And, you know, it's similar to, you know, Purdue and other schools now paying academic bonuses based on the Supreme Supreme Court decision from a couple years ago, Uh, but... I mean, there's no, for Purdue and others, there's just no revenue stream for that. It's just something, it's another line item in your budget that you have to come up with the money for. And uh, yeah, Purdue and the Big Ten, uh, they're going to sign a nice TV contract coming up uh, shortly, uh, starting, uh, I think, in 2023. So yeah, there's money there. There'll be money there for that, but uh, but, it's not like you're, you're selling tickets and you're getting that revenue uh that 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 revenue is kind of earmarked for other things so it's a tough and I, I know there's a lot of money involved and um it, it's just not as you know it's just not as simple i think as some people think uh but anyway like if it, if it's going to cost ohio state 13 million to keep its football roster together what would it cost purdue half that you know a quarter of that um do you pay the the top 25 players do you pay half the roster there's a lot of schools or a lot of collectives that are that are you know they're they're paying uh each member of the of the team like a basketball team they're each getting x amount of dollars and you know will purdue ever go in that direction much easier to do on a basketball team than a football team but But as I said, much easier to do on a basketball team as opposed to a football team. But we'll see where Purdue ends up in this in this game. Uh, should be something uh, known a little bit more this month as you know Purdue and the collectives get organized. And, uh, and I don't know if you've seen it. Aiden O'Connell has a commercial uh, through a local car dealership. George Karloftis had a commercial last year through a local car dealership. So those are some examples Purdue is doing. Or at least has the opportunity to do with their athletes, um, but the question is: is that is that enough to entice somebody to come here? Not paying inducements, but you know, is is a plan like that appealing enough for uh, the players that Purdue would be recruiting? And they got a, a lot of official visitors on that are coming into campus this this weekend, and NIL will be a uh, a hot topic uh, as far as. Where Purdue fits in this landscape and marketplace. Uh, and then when those players and families go off to their next visit, uh, there'll be numbers to compare and uh, and not every athlete is going to and family is going to mo- be motivated by Nil, but you know a lot of them will be. And it's something that you know Purdue's just going to have to find where that where that sweet spot is as far as uh, being able to do things for athletes. Uh, but but not cross that line that they don't want to cross uh, as far as providing an inducement. Anyway, uh, I'll get out of here. Uh, uh, did have a couple questions that we'll answer next time, uh, but I just wanted to update you on uh, the football and basketball doings uh, from the last time we had, uh, last time I did a podcast. Anyway, uh, have a good weekend, have a good day, and, uh, uh, you know, we'll... We'll get back uh, doing another one here uh, the next couple weeks.